You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into your daily source for the Cincinnati Reds throughout the offseason. This is the Locked On Reds podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. What's up, Reds fans, and welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast. It is a Friday, TGIF. Thank you so much for joining me today. Quick apology, sorry that there was no episode yesterday. I've been in the midst of a very interesting move that has taken far longer than I thought, so I just kind of needed a day. I apologize about their no episode yesterday, but we've got one today. We're talking a lot. About Francisco Lindor, the the rumors, the news of the rumors dropped yesterday. We're going to jump into all of that and look at a few other things this for the off season. But before we do, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on all the many podcasting platforms. Hit me up on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and at Locked On Reds. Also. Save that Locked On Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. So in case you didn't hear, it was kind of all over the place. I actually first heard about the possibility of the Reds going after Francisco Lindor through 700WOW. I was on the move so much yesterday, I wasn't on Twitter a whole lot. But the bit that I was, was reading different things, talking about ideas for trades and players that could be involved and different things of that nature. All I know is this. It's going to cost a lot, but it's going to be worth it. The thing that surprised me the most was the number of fans that were bulking at the idea of certain players going to the Indians. Now, uh, let's set the record straight. If I'm sitting here, and and obviously, any good general manager, let alone Dick Williams and Nick Kroll, I I feel like they have a very good handle on the front office. I've said this multiple times. I fully trust in what they're doing, and I'm looking forward to the team that they put together for opening day. That being said, they don't crowdsource anything. So we can talk about this till we're blue in the face. It's just us reacting to it. It's not like it's going to change their philosophies or change their plans. And there are so many people that were completely opposed to the idea of including Nick Senzel in a trade for Francisco Lindor. I ask you why. Here's the thing. We've seen very little of Nick Senzel. Mostly what we have seen is him coming back from injury. Now, I get it. It's, it's, it's not as if each injury is building off one another, but it is eerily similar to a player of similar importance on a different professional sports team here in Cincinnati. It's a guy by the name of Tyler Eifert. Very important to the offense when he's healthy, but he just constantly had these bad luck injuries, and now everyone knows him as injury prone. And I think, you know, some people say, well, that's unfair. 
sometimes you're just unlucky. Sometimes you just keep hitting the wrong nerve. You keep twisting the wrong ankle. You know, I, I don't know exactly what the deal is, but every time you turn around, we're talking about some kind of different injury with him. And I know to bet on a guy's health is part of the whole future value thing. And Francisco Lindor could easily get hurt as well. I mean, he was hurt a little bit last year. Kind of a freak thing that happened to him. But at the same time, it's like, are we really going to do this? Are, Are we really going to talk about the differences of prospects and future value as opposed to what the Reds need right now? I know. Nixon Zell was rated in the top 10 a couple of years ago in prospect lists. And that's a big deal for some people. Probably about 50% of people who find their names on the top 10 list become a productive major league player. That's not even superstars. Francisco Lindor is a superstar. Make no mistake about it, he appeared in the top 10 prospect lists earlier on in the 2010s, but he is one of the top five players in all of baseball, say nothing of the fact that he's the best shortstop, and you put him in an infield with Joey Votto, A. Eugenio Suarez, and Mike Moustakas, <laughs> print them playoff tickets right now. Sign me up as just about anybody from this roster trade them for Francisco Lindor. There's a couple of guys that I don't think I would trade and it, or it would take some real prying, take some real thinking about it to figure it out. I'm going to give you those names here on the other here in just a moment. Also, I've got some thoughts as to how this deal could get done. We'll talk about that too. But first, are you looking for a last minute Fun sports gift for the holidays? Go to breakingtea.com slash locked on. Breaking Tea makes sports t-shirts around teams' passionate moments. Great for all fans. Go to breakingtea.com slash locked on and then feel free to search the site for great shirts and fun sports gifts. I know, for example, they've got a great Mike Mustaka shirt. It's it's a uh, moose. It's a picture of a moose. And inside the moose, it says Cincinnati. Great t-shirt. They've got a, a lot of great stuff. Um, and this one belongs to Marty. Plenty of Reds t-shirts from this past season. Go check them out. BreakingT.com slash locked on. This is the podcast all about Francisco Lindor and the Reds' chances at getting him. I kind of touched on the whole idea. And and listen, I've talked about this many a times this offseason. The difference between prospect value and, you know, current star value and trying to make the playoffs this year and how they differ. So I'm not going to go too much further into depth on that. I was thinking, though, about some ways that the Reds could get Lindor, and also some guys that I would deem untouchable. There's not too many 
really. I mean, I, to say that a team that hasn't won more than 76 games in the last five years has untouchable players is a bit short-sighted, but there are a couple of guys that it uh, would take some convincing for me. Firstly, and foremostly, is the obvious one. Say Eugenio Suarez. He's the team star, the face of the team. Putting him in this deal, they get better. And maybe, you know, you can move Sinzel to third base if he's not a part of the deal as well. If it's Suarez and Sinzel, that would be a tough deal. But if Suarez is a part of this deal, it lessens my enthusiasm somewhat. Because part of my enthusiasm is looking at this infield and including Lindor with Suarez. That left side, my goodness, that would be amazing. So to include Suarez in any deals involving Lindor and not much else, that that would be a tough pill to swallow. Also, for me, and I know some of you are going to disagree with me, and, and it's not really a discussion that I've had a ton on this podcast. Or, okay, I'm just kidding. I've, I've talked about it a lot, but Joey Votto. Look, I get it. Some of you may be listening to me say these words and thinking, he's overpaid. If we could get rid of him for anybody, I'm taking it. I don't think so. I, uh, number one, I don't think you're going to move his contract. But number two, I still think he has value. I really do. And I still think they can get a lot out of him, at least for this coming season. He's going to be pivotal in this playoff run. And then number three, <sighs> I just, I would have the hardest time as a fan looking at a deal that involved Luis Castillo. And I know they just signed Wade Miley and they've got some pitching depth, but really they've got six guys. And, and if in if you missed the episode with Joel Luckup, we talk about this a little bit, how before Wade Miley came in, It'd be hard to put a finger on who the sixth best starting pitcher in the Reds organization is. Now that Wade Miley's here, obviously that's Tyler Malley. So then you look at, you know, who's number seven. Most good teams need six to seven, maybe even eight starting pitchers. Now that doesn't mean eight good starting pitchers. You know, your last... Two or three, probably, or replacement level, uh, maybe slightly above replacement level. But at the same token, you need those guys. And most of the guys in the Reds organization seem like dark throws right now. Just the way it is. It's just how that goes. So, yes, they signed Wade Miley. They got deeper at starting pitcher. I don't think that makes Luis Castillo expendable. And if you're talking about a deal that involves Francisco Lindor, I need more. Now, there was a mention that the Indians might be interested in dealing Mike Clevenger. I I don't know how on earth the Reds would be able to afford a deal of Lindor and Clevenger, and that's just me spitballing. That's not even part of the rumor. But, yeah, Luis Castillo would be hard to swallow. And then the last one, Sonny Gray, for the same reasons as Luis Castillo. They are both ace 1A and 1B. If you take one of them off this roster, I think you significantly diminish the competitiveness of this team in the division, and that's what we're going for. I mean, a wild card would be nice, but man, we're talking about a division win where you don't have to worry about that one guard with that one game playoff. 
and I know we're, we're I might be getting a little ahead of myself thinking that, but just to get in the playoffs would be great after what we've endured the last five, six years. But at the same token, that's kind of the goal. Get yourself into the divisional series without having to worry about that one-game playoff. And with the way that the Reds have been making moves and trying to improve and the way that the Cardinals and the Cubs haven't, I think it's, you know, they get Lindor and they don't give up a ton. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to think that the Reds are one of the favorites to win the division. And you saw the Brewers, I mean, they've they've lost a good amount of talent. They did make some moves the past uh, day and a half, past couple of days, signing Justin Smoke, first baseman, uh, Eric Sogard, a middle infielder, and Ryan Healy, a third baseman from the Seattle Mariners. And just about anybody who's writing about it is saying, yeah, okay, color me unimpressed. You know, that sort of thing. So it still looks as if the Brewers really aren't getting better from the position that they were last year. In fact, they might even be getting a little worse. So now's the time to pounce. And if you can put together a deal, and let's talk about that for a minute, what that might look like. Because I, I've had some discussions. There, There's a website out there, and I, I got to look it up because I forgot what it was called. It's... um. BaseballTradeValues.com And you can put in player names and they have these arbitrary numbers assigned to them representing value. Okay. That's great. That's fun for us fans. We can we can put together these deals and, and throw player names in there and see if the math works out. That's really not not going to yield something close. If there is a deal for Francisco Lindor, I promise you, if not in current Reds, it'll be in prospects, it's probably going to sting a little bit. And you can put together a deal on BaseballTradeValues.com. You can put together a package of players that doesn't hurt that much. It's not going to happen that way. We're not going to look at this and say the Reds are fleecing the Indians. As most have said, and there's been some speculation that the Reds being mentioned in this at all is to get the Dodgers to pony up and trade Gavin Lux to the Indians. And now that's, you know, hey, that's, that's totally possible. You could also argue that the Dodgers' involvement was to get the Reds to pony up and trade Nick Senzel. You know, whatever. I mean, there's there's two sides to every coin. We're talking about rumors here. To say that you definitively understand one way or the other how this is working is naive. Only after the deal actually happens will we understand what all this posturing meant. And who knows, they might even go into the season. I mean, uh, just a few days ago, their general manager was saying how they are committed to Francisco Lindor as their opening day shortstop. And now you can also say again that that was a ploy. And yes, I understand. Everything's a ploy. There's, There's ulterior motives to everything. We're talking about major league front offices and deals trying to be made. Nothing is straightforward until the deal is actually done. 
that being said, I think the Reds have the horses to do this. What if if I was Dick Williams? I'm not going to play devil's advocate. A lot of people like to say, okay, if I'm the Indians general manager. No, no, no. This is how I'm going to do it. If I'm the Reds general manager, this is the deal that I put together. Number one, it's got to involve Nick Lodolo. And I understand. Part of the reason that Nicoladolo is so attractive is that everyone knows that his trajectory is very sharply pointed upward. He could make the majors this year. There's a chance that that could happen. Now, whether or not that actually happens as a red, I don't know. But with that, there's a lot of value that's added to him. He was a draft pick just last year, didn't pitch a ton after he was drafted because he pitched a lot in college. But he would have a lot of value in a trade, so he's got to be involved. Because I, I think the Indians, at least their ears perk up a little bit if you mention Nick Lodolo. Secondly, Jonathan India. Honestly, I think he is one of the top prospects in the Reds organization. And most of us Reds fans look at India as kind of be disappointing because what we do is we go on the internet and we look up his stats. And his stats don't look great. Now, he played in the Florida State League, which stats don't look great for anybody in the Florida State League. And he didn't exactly set anything on fire there, so we're thinking, well, he's a bust. Let's see if we can get rid of him for some top-tier guy. There's still scouts that are pretty high on him. Still people that think that he is a super talented guy. Still worth putting into this trade. So I've got Nick Lodolo. I've got Jonathan India. Now, here's the thing. They're going to need a major league guy. It's not that old. I'm going to see if they don't take Nick Senzel. I'm going to offer them Jesse Winker. Now, I know. From our perspective, we're not sure what Jesse Winker is. We're, he's, he's younger, so he still has upside. But at the same token, he hasn't played a full season yet. So we're not sure what we've got out of him. And... Last year, he was being treated as part of a platoon, not as if he was the everyday left fielder, but part as a platoon left fielder. So maybe the Indians balk at that and they say, we need, we need Senzel, or this call's ended. And you know what? I'm fine with that. If you put Nick Senzel with Nick Lodolo and Jonathan India, then I don't know, maybe you throw in a mid-level prospect kind of guy. I'm pulling that trigger, man. Look, I know, I know. I, I, you heard that, and you said, Jeff, you're crazy, man. You're overpaying for him. That's way too out there. Here is the deal. It's time to make the playoffs. It's time to stop talking about prospects. It's time to stop talking about waiting on guys. I'm done waiting. I've got a top five guy right now that I can bring into this ball club, and I can get everyone in Major League Baseball's head to look at Cincinnati and go, wow, okay, they're for real. You do that with this one trade. We'll worry about center field afterward, but you bring in Francisco Lindor, everyone takes notice. That team that just signed the biggest contract for a professional pitcher ever they're looking at Cincinnati like, hey, that's a heck of a deal. Do it. I wish I had a drop from uh, Starsky and Hutch there. I put that in. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Reds, do it. 
get Francisco Lindor. Thank you so much for listening to today's Locked On Reds. Make sure that you are subscribed if you haven't already done so. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Locked On Reds. Save that Locked On Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. I know you have an opinion on this. I know you have some thoughts. Let me know at 513-549-0159. Also, hit me up on Twitter and let me know what you think too because look, here's the thing about the offseason. This has been so much fun so far. We haven't even gotten to spring training yet, but this has been so much fun. There have been rumors every day. The Reds are looking at this guy. The Reds are out on this guy. No, now they're back in. The Reds are looking at this guy. The Reds might sign this guy. They might trade for this guy. I love it. We're going to keep talking about it all offseason right here on the Locked On Reds podcast. My name is Jeff Carr. I'll talk to you guys on Monday.